Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to the Tim's Take, episode 91. Hi there. Hi. Are we saying hi to each other or to the listeners? Hard to say. What a meta question. (laughs) (laughs) Is this podcast for us or for the listeners? (laughs) There's been times in our seasons of parenting or and then therefore our marriage in which I feel like every spare moment we have together is just like a conference. Oh, yes. That that is good. (laughs) About what needs to be done. Just another breakout session. Exactly. And I feel like that has been this week. And our brain has like capacity to do a breakout session or to watch tv (laughs) and literally i don't know if we've talked about much else not in any particularly meaningful way it's been like questions about the calendar getting the hvac replaced uh you know sleep training sleep training that's about it me listening deeply empathetically to all your feelings but Mm -hmm. otherwise we really not really had Mm -hmm. space for anything else (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it's i mean it's not and not forever but there i can definitely remember seasons in which this is like how we are forced to interact with each other and i think it's there's probably also a bit of personality mixed into there because i think both of us really want to get things right we want to have things be smooth and so our tolerance level for chaos is less so then it's like Spare moments are research, then reporting on research, then like all these things. I do feel like some people might just be miserable and like just like kind of accept the misery. Uh, So then they don't have to have all the conversations that you could debate whether they like increase the misery or long term reduce them. I think that's maybe its own podcast. (laughs) I was listening to a podcast today, Raising Boys and Girls. It's a podcast about parenting. And that makes sense based on the title. Yep. Just. (laughs) Making sure everyone was aware. I thought of you in particular. They're doing a series on worry-free parenting. And I thought... That's like kind of a description of me. Yeah, that's where I was going with this. Uh, (laughs) But both the hosts are Enneagram Ones, which you are an Enneagram One. And I have a wing toward a one. And they're like, I think the ones, when they are very anxious, like micromanage everything because they need to like have some sense of control are you referencing the fact that i looked in on you comforting julian you know just to make sure you weren't spending more than (laughs) one to two minutes with him after reading that in the book tonight like like busted in and i was like what is going on right now what are you doing i'm trying to put our child to sleep (laughs) yes it is what i mean and i'm like oh man it's gonna be a hard road for us in the personality realm of parenting. Oh, we already knew that in, yep. in our defense. So maybe we'll get read this book and report back. It's probably for the best. Oh, it was about a book? Yeah. Oh. One of the author or one of the hosts is doing a book about the worry-free uh, parents. I see. And I do, I think it might. It'd be good to read. Yeah. She said one thing about, I was like, wow, this is, this is Matt. This is maybe getting a little too real. <laughs> She was like, "So what the listeners want?" She was like, "I think particularly Enneagram ones are just so intense. So they're like their intensity often can read as anger to their children. Like the children reads the intensity as anger, and that can be like a problem later in life as children process that. But often, like the parent actually isn't angry; they're just like intense, and so." They <laughs> 
It's interesting. I'd listen to that, I think. But no, probably probably it's, just, it's some anger. <laughs> Maybe I'm even less healthy than what she's envisioning. But she was like, it's important for other people in the child's life and in the person's life to remind them and talk through that their intensity is impacting their child in this way. And it's reading as anger. <laughs> I was like, well, if that hits a little close to home for all of us, doesn't it? Listen, if any of y'all had been here Tuesday night as I was putting both boys to bed, you would not have mistaken intensity for anger. You would have just recognized anger. <laughs> I did have to tell Oliver at one point that is tired. I get tired, I get grumpy, and I'm sorry. Oh, repair, repair. That's yeah. How we do it. Anyway, in case you can't tell, we are in the midst of sleep training, Julian. In case you also couldn't tell, our entire HVAC system is down. <laughs> Which is not an ideal time for the people who get also more grumpy when it's hot. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. I'm about to go on a trip next week <laughs> for three nights. The amount of money I would pay to be going on this trip instead of you, it would be substantial. Well, we can talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I love my children, but it dawned on me this week that you will get to sleep potentially through the night, and I will not. Listen, the Lord will will probably have me. I think there's at least part of that trip that is a rooming situation. I hope you get the weirdiest weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... You know, I was going to say that the Lord was going to give me that person that snores all night to have mercy on you. But now that you said that on the podcast, I think that's doubtful, actually. I think I will experience the mercy. I hope you get the strangest person and you can't sleep at all. Sorry. Welcome to the Tim's Take Podcast, where you hear two people expressing their love for each other as they navigate parenting, marriage, and life. That's our new tagline. <laughs> Starting now. <laughs> all right. Well, all that to say, you might realize we're a little bit punchy here as we've been recording six minutes at this point, trying to get to our main topic. But you texted me earlier and said, I think we should talk about, quote, when the gloves come off, which is not a reference to physical altercations among anyone in the family but instead about the times and the places in our life where we have sort of rules boundaries or hard lines and what those look like so right now we are engaging julian in some hybrid kind of form of cry it out sleep training where there is very clear rules in terms of you put him down you don't go in for x number of minutes then you kind of repeat and then we have sort of the through the night rules you know if he wakes up before midnight he just has to work it out after midnight he can be fed etc etc we sound like crazy people (laughs) Uh, well maybe i don't know listening to you gosh we sound so crazy (laughs) we sound intense okay just intense yikes (laughs) it's a mirror being reflected back to me (laughs) but Okay, that wasn't the point. The point was just that is a place where there is a there are rules. And you had asked the question like where else in our lives are there such rules, boundaries, or hard lines? And I'm cu- very curious where you think there are. 
Yeah, I we were trying to process and brainstorm together, and you were like, I don't think we have many boundaries, which I, I instantly responded, like, there's no way that's true. We definitely have boundaries. But then it is hard to make tangible what those are. I do think we have some unspoken things that both you and I probably have in our heads, and once, like, we reach that threshold, then we go into a different mode of parenting, discipline, relating whatever okay like like what okay so my my thought was uh screen time in my head i always try to aim for 30 minutes max under an hour of screen time for oliver 30 minutes what does that what does that mean (laughs) 30 minutes my my goal is 30 minutes but if like the circumstance is like oh okay I need to feed Julian and Oliver's awake and we've already done 30 minutes. Like he can watch another 20 minute show, but no more than that. After that, I will tell him he has to find something else to do. So you don't mean 30 minutes, Max. You mean 30 minutes as a goal. Asterisk. 60 minutes. 60 minutes reality. (laughs) I will say sometimes I come home and I hear you say, Oliver, I've already told you we're all done with the TV for the night. I just think (laughs) nothing sounds as good as sitting with a quiet child and watching a dude perfect YouTube video right now. I know you do. I always feel bad when I say that because I'm like, oh, poor Matt doesn't get screen time. And then you're like, we watched a super fun one earlier. I'm like, great. So happy for you all. I know, but that's it's hit my my max in my mind. I don't allocate time for when you're home because that's when there's someone else to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I get it. I get it. I do understand it. Okay, that's interesting. That's a rule I did not know existed. Oh, huh. I mean, I know we've talked about screen time. I'm not wanting to just like go crazy with yeah. it. Yeah. But I didn't know you actually had timers going off. So is that like like blueies like seven minutes? So are you like four blueies? That's fine. That's not even thirty minutes yet. Yeah. Okay. Or like yeah, like three dude perfects. Or anyway, you can tell what we watch on TV right now. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's pretty much what Oliver loves. Yeah. So that was one. But that's interesting that you. So I'll like draw the line with him about that, and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Do you have anything that you feel is unspoken? Hmm. Unspoken rules. Well, no. Is I think my answer to the question. Well, what I was realizing, and maybe this speaks to my intensity, is the rules come out situationally, which means they are not really they are not really rules. They are desires that I then seek to enforce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like like I can't think of a time where it's like Oliver this is our family rule or like you know even language like that and you broke this so therefore it's more like hey please stop throwing that because it's annoying me right now you know leave off I just say please stop throwing that and then when he throws it again I'm like well you've now violated the rule that I just established because I was already annoyed at you throwing that <laughs> And now there's going to be consequences of which also tend to be amorphous around here. Yeah, that is true. I feel like, and I don't necessarily think this is a bad thing, though I'd be curious what your thoughts are. I think we might have more guiding principles of our family that are a bit more generic and vague. And then sometimes, based on our desires, we choose to make them a bit more concrete. 
So I'm thinking of like in the car, what we're listening to in the car. Yeah. Okay. There are times in which Oliver really wants to listen to Blues Clues or the same Lion King soundtrack for the 50 millionth time. And there are times where we'll just say, hey, Oliver, like as part of our family, we listen to different things. And sometimes mom gets to listen to something and sometimes dad gets to listen to something and sometimes you get to listen to something. And so like part of our family is like letting each other each listen to something they want to listen to. We said that to him before. Yeah, but not very many times, have we? I feel like, yeah, in different seasons. We used to more bargain with him. It was less we're a family that shares, but it's mom's turn now. <laughs> and then it'll be your turn. Or we can listen to your music now, but then on the way home, we're going to listen to mom's music. Yes, but that's, I feel like, enforcing a like, family guiding principle value, I whatever. See. But not every time. But not every time. It kind of comes in when we're like, I cannot listen to Bluey right. or Blue's, Blue's Clues, Clues podcast again. But it is kind of like this vague, like, okay, it's part of a family. We take turns and we listen to do other things that other people want to do. We don't always get to do the thing you want to do. So it's kind of like this vague principle. And then it sometimes becomes concrete when we've hit our threshold. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Is that true? Maybe. I don't know. Well, it's interesting. I I should just say, speaking of concrete, you might hear Julian crying right now, which... If the mics are picking them up, which is just, you know, is what it is. Life with us Part of the process. (laughs) But, well, I just think it's interesting. Like, I think you and I are both pretty concrete rules person. You began the podcast by emphasizing my intensity. So thank you for that. And yet there's not, it's not like there's a big list of rules up on the wall. And I'm like, is that helpful? Is it healthy that we don't have that? Is it then arbitrary when we decide something in an unhelpful way? Or, yeah, I just find it really curious that, like, we don't have a bunch of things. Because I feel like both of us kind of thrive and enjoy and flourish under that. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm I'm curious. I don't think I would have been able to articulate that that is how we have things set up. Like, I would have said we have a bunch of rules, but we don't? Kind of? Or maybe you don't need rules till kids are older and can really, like, understand a rule. That could be. I mean, there are some things where it's like, you know, we're going to, you know, wash your hands before you get down from the table. But even that, like, Oliver will get down. It's like, well, as long as he doesn't touch anything, <laughs> you know, even that, like, there's, there's so much flexibility. And I think some of it is just toddlers, they just break you. And you're just trying to survive. And, like, there is no ideal household with its set of rules that is enforceable by a sane person you know what i mean yeah like you would just be battling all the time right so yes you do kind of have yeah these general like things about how we treat each other or live as a family or whatever but like to have them be concrete here's rule number 58 don't break it yeah i think is kind of impossible because you'd be battling all the time we do have a pretty hard line on yelling at people yeah like that's one where we both come like pretty like very quickly yeah no yeah and i was thinking like even in terms of like dropping oliver off like at church to be in sunday school or like at your parents house which he he doesn't really fight going to your parents house very often but like in situations or like a babysitter like we 
typically like make sure he's safe and knows he's safe and that we're coming back and that he's loved. But then like we don't stick around if he fights that. That's part of, I think, like a bit of a boundary that we've held like at church the other day, like they had to kind of peel him off of me and then I just like left and he was fine. It's like you know? sleep training. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit, but it's like, but not everyone would choose to do it that way. And so I do think that is, that was one kind of concrete boundary Yeah, that I've like, oh yeah, we've, we've chosen to like not indulge him in that. Not beyond, let, beyond not like, let his loving comfort. attachment limit us. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, no, I, I don't know how we're coming off on this episode, but it can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sometimes people just need, they need a glimpse of the real us. Maybe this is one of those real episodes. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's survival if it is helpful to not have all those things if it's healthy those are all good questions that i don't have the answers to i feel like it probably is healthier for us to not have rules i think i appreciated what you said earlier it does feel like as they get older chore charts like some of those things can become a thing like our tendency will probably be to overly overstructure and so maybe we'll have to listen back to this podcast and hear us say that there's some healthy elements to not to not kind of overly engaging in the rule in the rule way of being. So I think there is some aspects that are healthy. I think some of it is, yeah, like I said, kind of age related. And also, like, I do think parenting relativizes your rulemaking. Does that make sense? So it's like say more. So it's like you realize, like, okay. So, for example, the hands clean before you get down from the table. Like, the first time is like, okay, Oliver, please stay there. And then I'll bring the cloth over and wipe your hands. And, like, that's kind of the the rule, the boundary. And then the time he gets down, and you're like, well, as long as you're not touching anything. And then, like, the (laughs) time where he's, like, running around and now touching the back of your shirt. And it's like, well, as long as he's not touching anything else in the house. (laughs) It's like, you like... One of the things is because they're constantly pushing your boundaries, you you find sort of, like... Either, like, I just don't care if this boundary gets pushed as much as I thought I would, yeah. right? Where it's like, if you were, like, lining it up initially, you might have said, well, yeah, I do not want his grubby hands on my clothes. But then it just kind of becomes like, it just, it's my back. Most people don't look at that part of my clothing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you just realize, oh, it's not that important. And there's some health, like, that's one of the healthier elements, I think, of parenting for, yeah, for sure. rules-oriented people is you just realize, gosh, it just doesn't matter. Like, not only do I not want to fight a battle right now, but like the battle just itself is relatively unimportant. Yeah. And I feel like figuring out that dynamic with kids, because you're obviously often processing that in real time. So there's times with Oliver that I've said like, here's, here's a boundary and then we're going to stick to it. And then I'm like, ah, actually like that boundary isn't worth really holding, I think. (laughs) And so I don't tell him that, but I do say like, you're, you know what? You're right, bud. Like, we can do this. Mom thought was going to be frustrated about this, but we can make this work. And there's times where you just have to backtrack like a little bit. And I know like it's all about holding a boundary as a parent and consistency. And I think there's definitely some wisdom in that. But I do think there's times where you just admit like, Hey, you're right. Like, I don't, I don't think I did this right the first time. So let me try again. Yeah. That makes me think too of, we were talking beforehand about, um, 
you know, we'd read some parenting advice that had talked about the importance of giving, especially toddlers, kind of choices to help them move towards what you want to do. And it was like, okay, this is kind of become became a rule of communication for you and I. Like, this is something we really want to engage with in Oliver. And the idea is you kind of give them two options of a way to do something or two choices, and then they get to choose because it empowers them. It makes them feel involved. And so then they're ideally going to be more cooperative, except at one point you and I realized we were giving the choices and this is hyperbole, but it's like, would you like to brush your teeth or gargle vinegar? It was (laughs) like, here's the choice we want you to do. And here's the way less fun and bad one. Where, now, what do you want to choose? Where like the philosophy is supposed to be, do you want to use your blue toothbrush or your red toothbrush tonight? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I get to pick. Great. And then they'll brush their teeth, which is often how it works. Yes. But we realize we're like, oh, we're just like very obviously pointing him in one direction. And the thing is, he would then refuse to choose and he would like, like try to come up with a third option or something. And you're like, ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> But it was like, yeah, even like the rule of communication or like these things is so easy to slip into. Like in that case, that was actually us trying to like kind of force the boundaries around him through an open ended kind of like, communication it tool. Open ended at all. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's the irony. And part of like, well, why I value these conversations is because it's like you kind of assess what's what exactly are we doing here? And is it good? Is this a good side of me? Is this a not so good side of me? Like, yeah. How do I want to, how do I actually want to engage with Ollie and Julian? Yeah. And it's a good reminder, I think for you and me, because we are very similar in lots of ways, personality wise. You are also intense. I am also intense. (laughs) I, yes, I own up to that wholeheartedly. This past week has taught me that. You also sometimes come across as angry. Yes, I I know. There's times in the middle of night where I have thrown a headphone and you're like, whoa, that's, you're intense right now. (laughs) Middle of the night sometimes gets a little scary. (sighs) I know. So I just am saying it's helpful for us to remember how similar we are and that we don't always spur each other toward creative problem solving. Well, that's the truth. Because we would typically tend to solve problems the same way. And it's a good reminder that there are other ways to do things and we don't always have to be so intense. And, but that is our probably go-to, especially in stress. So it's good to remember that we need to broaden our own thinking sometimes because we tend to be an echo chamber within each other. And maybe you need to broaden listener or maybe you need to really narrow. We don't know, but we'd like to know. You can email us. Look at this professional move. You can email us at timsteak at gmail.com. I want to hear your rules, your boundaries, your hard lines, enforced, unenforced, debated. I'd be curious. And I don't think that has to be for parents. I think that can be, you can be a single person and have rules for yourself, for your friends. So, yeah. Anyway, lots to process when we have brain space again. Pretty sure this was our first conversation this week that was not about the things we mentioned at the top of the episode. So, uh, nice to meet you this week. <laughs> it's been a joy. <laughs> good, well, to, good to laugh. <laughs> well, you're about to go get some ice cream. So, enjoy that. Get yourself some ice cream. Till next time. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tim's Take.
<laughs> Sorry, that was just that was a little mean of me, but it does feel like it's in the truest part of my soul. Okay, go on. 